This week, me and John are joined by Caitlin Kane of Caitlin Kane Golf. Caitlin's only been golfing for about eight months. Uh, she's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's already broke a hundred, which is pretty remarkable considering the fact that golf ain't easy. You're going to get to hear Caitlin's progression. You're going to get to hear about her background. You're going to hear about some trials and tribulations. You're going to hear about her fitness journey. You're going to hear her point of view on women in golf. So I hope you all sit back, relax, and enjoy. So without further ado, here's this episode of Two Dudes in One Cart. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, Miss Caitlin Kane of Caitlin Kane Golf. Caitlin, how are you <laughs> Hello. doing? Hello, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. We greatly appreciate it. We appreciate everyone we can get on and talk to, and hopefully, uh, you get some some more followers out of this. Um, it seems like Likewise. You're, you're moving uh pretty quick. What you started in July of 2023. Yeah, I think July 17th was the day. And you're up to, what about, are you at 8,000 followers, you think? Or do you even track that? Some people don't even track it. So <laughs> I do track it, yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm at like 78 something right now. Well, last last I looked. That is, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive though in the short amount of time you've been on there. Um, thank you, thank you. If you could... Could you give us some of, uh, you know, kind of your golfing background, how you got into the game um, and kind of how long you've been playing? Yeah, absolutely. So I started golfing in May 2023. So hasn't even been a full year yet. So I'm very much a newbie, very much a beginner. I guess really what got me into golf is that I've always had a very intense competitive side. <laughs> so I played soccer growing up, volleyball. I mean, I've tried swimming, tennis, you name it. And I have probably played it at one point. Um, tried to play volleyball in college, but it just unfortunately didn't work out. And I've been craving that competitive side for so long. And I found golf and I fell in love after like two rounds. I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the competitive side, but also like the strategy is another thing that I really like the mental side. So I guess that's what really got me into it. Um, along with that, I'm in sales. So I think it's a great networking tool. It's a great way to meet friends, especially other women. I know <laughs> female golfers are few and far between, but you know, when you can find them, it, it really brings us together and it's just a great time. So I guess that's what really got me into it. And I guess moving forward, just meeting more women and meeting more people. And of course, I'm here meeting both of you now, which is great. But yeah. So you've only so only a year. <laughs> what what made you um what what made you just decide, hey, I'm gonna get some clubs and and get out and start golfing? Or did, was it one of those things maybe you went to a a top golf or uh I don't know if you have five iron in your area, something like that, and you just said, Hey, I, I kind of like this, so I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, my mom actually bought me my first set of clubs for my birthday. Um, gosh, was it my like 22nd birthday? And they were power belts and just went out, started swinging them. And I didn't really like 
get a, get golf at that point. And I, I had these clubs and I, it was always like a thought in the back of my mind. Oh, I'll go out with some friends or go out with some family. It was never um, like a dedicated thing. I probably swung them maybe five times. Um, and then I really started getting into it a little more heavily um, last year when I started on um, this girls league um, over on like the North side of Grand Rapids. So we all got together and we're like, you know what? we're going to do a golf league. It looks like so much fun. And that what really was got me hooked on golf when I started with those ladies. That's awesome. I mean, I see a a lot of these kind of pop-up leagues for women because at least here in Indy, there's not a whole lot of women's leagues. So they're kind of like self-driven. So I assume that yours is kind of the same way you've got with a group of either coworkers, friends, family member, maybe a mix of all of those. And just for like, hey, this would be a fun thing to do during the week in the summer. Go have a cocktail. Let's go play nine and let's just go have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Um, we all like met each other randomly at like a pool one day and we're like, oh, you're cool. You're cool. OK, let's do a golf league. <laughs> awesome. And that's kind of how, how it came about. It's actually kind of a funny story. Um, but, yeah, I think we are one of two ladies leagues at that course so not a lot of ladies over there that play um but that's okay we don't mind we're the last tea time so we get we get to have our fun there you go so i i kind of had these questions or in order but i think uh where we're at right now i kind of want to jump to how how do you find golf courses for women do you find them that they're uh they're welcoming or did you find that uh, you might have had a feeling of not fitting in? Um, I know I've been to a, a, a couple courses here locally, um, even though they have a decent size uh, women's league. It it doesn't it doesn't feel uh, extremely welcoming to women, and I don't know if that's because you know we're limited on women and uh, women golf professionals. Or, mm-hmm. or what that is, but have you found that in your area or is it more like it wasn't a big deal? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to answer this in the best way possible. Um, I would say what I've experienced so far is golf where I have golf. It's been majority welcoming. I mean, I've had some instances where, I mean, I go to check in and I've been asked if I'm riding instead of playing, or if I'm, I've been asked if I'm, if I'm only playing nine and I always play 18 and not that they're doing anything wrong in that aspect. But when I get asked those questions, it's, it's almost like it's an unconscious bias that I can't play 18 or that I'm not even going to play because I am a woman. Um, So those things have happened here and there. And I just try to like, not let it get to me and I'm not going to sit there and give them a soliloquy on who I am and like why I love golf and I want to play all these things. I'm just not going to do that. But I think the more that, you know, I can talk about women in golf and empower women in golf, I think it's becoming more normalized for sure. Um, compared to the stories that I have heard. I mean, I, the other day, I just heard of a girl who went to a course and they didn't even have a ladies bathroom, which I think is actually wild. (laughs) So I mean, overall, I've experienced nothing but great things Um, where I golf now, my club, they're doing so much better with the women's events that we have. Um, Before we didn't even really have a ladies league or like a ladies rider cup. And now we have all these options, which is 
which is great. So they're doing a fantastic job. I can't speak on, you know, what's happened to other women. And I hate that things like that have happened to them. Um, but I think we're on a, I think we're on a rise and I think women's golf definitely has the momentum coming in 2024 and so on. Do you, do you feel like that is secondary? You know, that they, that it, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? Like, it feels like a oh, yeah. thought that, and it, it doesn't, that seem a little odd because. Yeah. Oh yeah. Other, it's another client base. You know what I mean? It's a whole nother amount of people that are renting cards, paying green fees, taking lessons mm -hmm. and getting out on the course. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, it's bizarre why women wouldn't be, you know, more ex like accepted in golf. Um, I just think it's just a, like I said, a, an unconscious bias that's been, you know, bred into our history for so long. And it's just going to take time for us to overcome it and, you know, show the world like, hey, we can compete. We're here to compete as well. We're not just here to look cute in golf skirts, even though we do. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot more to women and a lot more to us than, you know, just riding along. Right. I agree. I'd say that would be so like far as the women in the golf course. So I went to Naples. What was that, Steve? Two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, Naples, Fort Myers area. It's where the old people mm -hmm. die. Uh, but they have all these golf course communities and it's nuts. You know, there was yeah. actually not to get sidetracked. There's a person that passed away and the like the guy sitting around the tee just go, well, at least we got to open tea time tomorrow. Like they make light of it's pretty Pretty morbid, but they wow. make fun of the situation, right? Um, guys talk. It's pretty funny. Um, a little weird, but different. But they had such a big women's group that would mm -hmm. play every single day down there. And I thought that was so cool because the guys would go off on one nine. The, the ladies would go off on the other. And then they would all come back and meet and play cards or have lunch and get some drinks and go about their day. But they did that like every day. Now they're retired. So that makes yeah. it a lot more easy. But um, in brief discussions with some of the women, they said they didn't really start until they retired because they needed something to do. And they wish they all, the couple that I talked to, they all said they wish they would have started sooner. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It wasn't a norm for them, I guess, getting into golf at an earlier age. Yeah, no, and I can totally understand that too. I feel like a lot of what I have kind of observed so far is, a lot of men go golf to get away from their families. Unfortunately, I see so many posts about it. I'm like, gosh, well, that leaves us women to, you know, hold the fort down. Like, where do we go? And we want to, you know, take a break or take some stress away. It's, it's not as, as normalized, unfortunately. So I encourage all the ladies who, you know, are busy females, probably moms to just to go out and try it because I wish I started sooner. I mean, I'm 27, um, but I wish I would have started in high school and just gotten that experience because it is so fun and you can meet so many different people. Yeah. Well, you know, we're obviously we're asking a bunch of questions about women's golf because you're a woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> but why, if you had to take a shot at it, why do you think there is a shortage of young women playing golf and what do you think we could do about it? Because uh, what what we're trying to do <laughs> is uh, me and John are trying to work towards getting juniors in golf, getting mm -hmm. young girls in golf, 
Um, and it, it's not as easy. And I don't know if it's the, you know, air quotes, cool factor of it or, or what it is, but hearing your specific situations, just even at your age to imagine what younger girls would have to go through. So, I mean, do you, is that something yeah. you think about, or is, is that something you really have an opinion on right now being so new to the game? Oh yeah. I mean, being new to the game, I obviously I have a ton to learn. Um, but also I've been an, an athlete my, my whole life and I've never, I've always played team sports. So getting into golf, I think that's why I love it so much is because it's so different from playing team sports, but I encourage everyone at a young age to at least try it because number one, you can learn so much about yourself that I didn't even think that I knew <laughs> about my own self. <laughs> you can really learn a lot about yourself. Um, and I think the problem with the air quote problem with golf is that it's growing up. I know I'm guilty of this. I thought golf quote unquote wasn't a sport because I wasn't like putting my body through the most grueling workout. And I wasn't, you know, having the most insane cardiovascular response to, you know, your, your game that you're playing. And I think that's a huge thing that athletes kind of have to cope with going from one sport to another is that, you know, golf might not be the most intense on your body. I mean, it's still hard on your body. Don't get me wrong. I'm sore after every round, <laughs> but it's not soccer. You're not sprinting up and down the field. It's not basketball. Um, it's definitely different. It's more of a mental game. It's more about patience. It's, it's more of a mature game. And I think that is another reason why the younger generation can't struggle with it or even want to get into it because we're younger. You know, we don't really have that, like, whole mindset of, you know, not killing your body to, to go have fun golf. You can definitely have fun and also save your body. <laughs> right. um, and then along with that too, I think it's just going to improve as time goes on. I mean, now that we have social media and we have YouTube, we can see all different sides of golf. I know golf influencers have their rep, but what good good is doing is growing the game tremendously for, you know, the younger generation, because they're growing up on, you know, social media, YouTube, and they're able to watch whatever they want to watch. And if they want to watch golf and they want to watch all these cool people with all this massive following play golf and be really good at it um, and then go follow their page, they feel connected and maybe they want to try. So I applaud both of you for what you're doing with your podcast, because the more voices that we have in golf is just going to make it better. And Hopefully it just encourages more of the younger generation to get into it and to try. Yeah. I don't think uh, you've played with Steve or I because it can be uh, very strenuous on our bodies when we have to zigzag <laughs> across the fairway and uh, yeah. the tee shots into the woods or up a ravine. Uh, hey, I'm with so, you. I am. Uh, so we play a lot of military golf, but I, I get that. I was lucky growing up. Uh, my sister played team sports, volleyball. Uh, she went on to play college ball, uh, softball, and basketball. So she loved team sports. She's very competitive. She was older, so I looked up to her. But mm -hmm. I, I never liked um, disappointing other people in a team sport. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I, I did wrestling and golf growing up because it was just me. Like, there's no one else to blame. If you yeah. win or lose, it's all on what you do. Um 
But my neighbor's uh, dad was a golf superintendent, and she played golf from kindergarten all the way up. And we were next door neighbors, so we would go out and golf all the time. And she was out. I mean, she went to Notre Dame for it. I mean, she was. Oh wow! But you know, there were six girls on the golf team, and the and the boys. We had to cut people because we only had enough room for like seven on varsity and seven on JV, and they had six total for the team. Yeah. So it just wasn't as popular back in, ooh, I graduated in 2006, so a long time ago. Yeah. So, Caitlin, what did you uh, did you have kind of a favorite golfer, maybe male or female, or are you in that zone of maybe you caught somebody on YouTube or something like that, you know what I'm saying, to, that kind of even got you more interested in golf? Yeah, I – I love Lexi Thompson. She definitely is someone that I look up to. I mean, she can compete with the best of them and she has the courage to go compete with the men, which I think is just outstanding. And on that platform at that level, being able to do that as a woman, I just think is outstanding. I mean, I can't imagine doing that and she can go up there and, kick some freaking ass and she's awesome. Um, she stands for a lot of things that I believe in as well. And I think she's just a fantastic competitor. Along with that, I love Ricky Fowler. He's awesome. Yeah. Of course, Victor Hovland, <laughs> love him. <laughs> but yeah, right now, I think those those three are at the top for me. Yeah, Lexi Thompson, she's just a badass. I mean, she's a Oh badass. my gosh, yeah. And she's, I mean, any of the, like, the interviews, if you can catch her, like, on the side interviews, maybe not, like, the golf channel interviews, but get some of her, like, her Instagram interviews. Like, she's just down-to-earth person, mm -hmm. and, like, she can kick it with anybody, and I would love to play around with her because she would be somebody that I think that might not, she'd probably trash talk you in a, in a nice, nice <laughs> manner, you know, those, you know, gentle nudges. And I, yeah. I, I love that competitive spirit that she has back there. You know, like, yeah. why, yeah. why is your ball so far behind mine? <laughs> that a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> How's the view? Well, I, I was uh, going through your Instagram, obviously before this video or for this uh, interview. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, fitness journey. I'm assuming that's always been part of your life being a, an athlete, but I, I, I caught a couple of those, you know, that this is where you got your power from and, is yeah. this is that just something that stuck? Is that something maybe your your mom or your dad got you into, or is that just something you've always done because you are competitive? Yeah, so I have been into fitness for a long time, actually. Um, yeah, just being an athlete, it's always something I've prioritized. But um, sorry, this is kind of a hard topic for me to talk about. I wasn't expecting this. Um, probably four years ago. Um, I was probably like 40 or 50 pounds overweight and I was just really like neglecting myself, which was really hard for me. Um, so now I'm just in this space where I'm so happy with how far I've come. Um, yeah. And it's just such a priority, like to just move your body and just to take care of yourself in like yeah. every way possible. Now, do you get enjoyment? I mean, I like it um, because, I mean, obviously being in wrestling, I was on a yo-yo diet for about 12 years. Yeah. I love 
going out, even if I ride on a late afternoon, midsummer, I like walking around, you know, I'll grab my clubs and tell my playing partner, like, just go ahead and drive up. Like, I just like being out there, moving, swinging, walking around. Yeah. I mean, I think that is probably um, the closest thing to heaven that I can get for myself because it's, there's really no pressure for me when I'm on the golf course, unless we get into a competition or we get some gambling bet that we're doing with the friends (laughs) but a late afternoon round in the summer you can see the sun setting you know it's 75 80 degrees outside i got some high noons in the cart but i'm still mobile still active and it Mm -hmm. i just feel refreshed after i get done as long as i don't suck it up too bad and i have to zigzag golf but I, (laughs) I i love that part of it oh yeah there's yeah. there's there's nothing better to being out there at the you know either you're first in the morning or you're out there at dusk and you're just kind of walking the course and it's kind of not about the golf at that point yeah absolutely and you guys are making me think of summer which i am so patiently waiting for i cannot wait for those days especially the twilight rounds yeah. oh it yeah. is the best thing on earth how long is your actual golf season up there it is so we can so we start league in may at the beginning of may and it goes probably i mean i was playing in november last year so i mean there are some cold days right don't get yeah. me wrong but you know the people who love golf they're out there in you know november actually there were some courses open today it was 60 up here today, which awesome. is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played yesterday and me and John played on Christmas Eve, believe it or not. Yes. Oh, you. Oh, yes. It was so warm on warm. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. I didn't I'm get lo- to I'm do that. I'm loving this global warming. You know, <laughs> keep it going. Uh, and so have you always, I mean, are you from Grand Rapids area originally? And that's kind of like back to your home base after college or. What's that look yeah. like? I'm from Northwest Indiana. So we, you know, right by New Buffalo. Okay. Uh, are you close to Elkhart? Uh, I was in LaPorte County, Michigan City area growing up. Okay. So the southernmost okay, yeah. tip of Lake Michigan. But we always got those cold snaps and it only seemed like we had like five or six good months, maybe. Oh, oh man, that's a bummer. Um, I used to visit Michigan City quite a bit um, back in high school for the, the outlet malls. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Yep, I've been there. there <laughs> and the Michigan City train. Yeah, got to love it. South Shore. <laughs> yes. But as far as like where I've grown up, yeah, I grew up in Grand Rapids and I have never left. <laughs> so I've stayed here. I went to Jenison, um, graduated from Grand Valley High or Grand Valley <laughs> State University, not high school. <laughs> And yeah, I, I purchased a home uh, in the city not too long, well, in 2021. So I have not left, even though I dream about being where it's warm all the time. I I love Michigan. It's it's a beautiful state, especially in the summer. I know that's like our, our saying, it's beautiful in the summer, but it's also great in the fall and the spring. It's just the winters can feel like forever. You know, I, I I apologize because I meant to start this as giving you my uh, sincere condolences over the Lions' loss. Oh, the I know, Amer- it's so sad. Every, You're going to make me cry again, Steve. Everyone <laughs> in America, including, you know, just everyone was behind the Lions. We wanted the Lions to win. We I really wanted to see the uh, 
Lions in Baltimore in there. I got family in Baltimore. Uh, obviously, the Colts weren't anywhere near there. So yeah. it was it was I I probably want I may watch Super Bowl for the commercials, but it, it man watching them lose was so heartbreaking after so much time and so much struggle. <laughs> I had yeah. uh, I think I saw you had on Instagram. We I think you went to a game, and uh, you were outside Ford Field. Anyway, I'm assuming you went to the game. Yes. Yeah. How, how was how was that day for you? Heartbreaking. No, that day was amazing. The day I went to the game, oh, yeah. but the day against the 49ers was a very it was an emotional roller coaster because we started off so strong. I mean, we came out guns a blazing. It oh. I've not the way we started that game was I felt like holy cow, we're going to the Super Bowl. Um, and it was a very surreal surreal feeling because I've been a Lions fan my whole life. I mean, grew up with watching it with my dad, with my family. And now my dad is like barely a Lions fan because he's like, we suck every year. And (laughs) it's always something how we don't make it. And it finally feels like, okay, now we have all the right things that are happening. And then just for the second half to be what it was, was Honestly, so sad, (laughs) but you know, we have to look at the whole season and it was a fantastic season. Dan and Brad are building something very special. And I don't know if you saw the new Super Bowl logo for next year, but there's a theory behind it. Like the colors have something to do with like the teams and Honolulu blue was in it. Hmm. So we're looking forward to next year. I, I, I hope so. I, I, that fan base and just Detroit in general could really use something to, to just something yeah. to get behind for goodness sakes. I mean, if it, yeah. so much, so much, so many things have been lost out of Detroit and it's one of those places that it, it has a really great, uh, it looks good when, you know, I mean, it's rough, but I mean, it, the bill, how everything is by the water. I mean, it, I just hope for the best for him. Cause man, I was, I was up on my feet, Watching that game, going, oh my god, they got it, they got it now, now I yeah. got it. You know? And then, man, that second half, it it even hurt me. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just so. I mean, if it were like a tight battle in the first half, I probably could have prepared myself emotionally more <laughs> for the outcome of the game. But we just looked so good. Well, if you so, need some practice, just watch the Bears as well, and then you'll hey. get. That'll kind of ease up into watching the line. You know, I've had I've had my fair share of years knowing the outcome of games. So I'm gonna relish in in the Lions season this year, but hopefully next year, you know, things go just as good, if not better, than how they went this year. But yeah, the way the city like came together towards the end of the season and even during the season was also really special to to like be involved in that environment. I went to the first playoff game. So, or was it the second? No, it was the first. Yeah. And just the way the whole city, like everyone was, it was just a different energy. I've been to other games before and it just felt so different. Yeah. Another level of excitement and people are really into it and got the juices. Hope. (laughs) Yeah. When you, when you see your team and you, you have, you know, you have a legitimate chance that, it can mean it not only to the team but to the city. I mean, it, it means a yeah. lot. The city kind of comes alive. We we saw a lot of that when we in the Peyton Manning here area here in Indianapolis, and yeah, it's a 
it's a, a whole different feel when you have when your team is capitalizing on every game. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure the Colts are going to be pretty solid next year. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, well, we're hoping. We're always hoping. That's what I've been hearing, playoff <laughs> potential, right? Yeah. I, think I they feel like that that's – every, every I feel game. like er- everybody tries to play that tune in the offseason, right? Well, we're looking good for next yeah. year. <laughs> no, I but I actually heard some, some good things coming for the Colts, so – Hoping for the best for you guys too. Fingers crossed. If yeah. there were if there were one or two things that you could change about golf, is there anything or what would those be, you think? Um, I wish I could hit the ball better. <laughs> no, but I'm trying to think. I mean, I love the game for what it is. I, I genuinely do. There's a lot of rules. Um which is fine. That's the game. I think if I were to change anything, I, I wish I could change like the perception of, of women in golf because we're, we're competitors. I wish I could change all of our options and our access and just the, the mindset behind it. But that's, that's a lot for one person. And I don't think that's possible for one person. <laughs> that's just going to take time, but no, I, I, I love golf. I, I don't think I would change much. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah. If go ahead. You had a pick. So you love, um, you love golf. You like, you'd like to see more women get into the game. Mm-hmm. In Indy, we started like the, like an Indiana golf group, right? And it's predominantly males. But mm-hmm. do you think that if you, if you could grow your social presence to a, a big enough level, do you think you could start like a, a lo- like a Michigan golf group for women online? So like ours is almost like a, a dating profile for guys to go out and golf, right? Mm-hmm. You'll post, well, see posts on there all the time. We have two people, we have two spots open or we got three guys. We're looking for one more. And then mm-hmm. that's how I, when I came down here in 2019, that's how I met everybody that I know is through golf. Yeah. I didn't know anybody when I got down here got on this you know indianapolis golf network facebook page and now i have a network of you know 500 people that i've either golfed with or golfed in the same outing with and it really helped like you said especially with work i'm in sales as well going to all these golf outings and just networking and meeting a bunch of people do you think that you could potentially see that as something you could do or could be interested in to you know to grow the game for women in your area or at least in Grand Rapids? Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually debated on trying something like this. It's something I I definitely want to do. This year, I would love to run like a women's golf outing and tie into some kind of charity. I think that would be super fun. Uh, Maybe first tee that where it's like donated towards like women in golf or like uh, youth, something along those lines. It's, it's all in the idea stage, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm very passionate about. So I would love to do something like that. Not to make this a little strange, but let me ask you this. Do you find it, are, are you on, uh, is it five, one, five, one golf, five, one, seven golf in your area? Yeah. Are you familiar um, with them? Five one that sounds familiar. 
Well, um, let me let me ask you another way. Are you sure. do you see golf groups maybe through um, Facebook? You know, there's Honestly, a lot. Of no, groups. I don't. Okay, there's a, there's a lot of golf groups on there. I'm pretty sure there's a Michigan okay. golf group. But what I what I was getting at from your perspective, if if you happened upon that, is does that come across as uh, kind of creepy when you're when you're like. Hey guys, I'd like to join the play. When you, I, I'm just saying, would it? It's probably more comfortable if you get what I'm getting at. As far as going out and meeting people to play golf, it would be better if you're going out with two or three women out there, and then you run into some other people as opposed to. I see what you're saying. You see what I yes. mean? It's, I'm having okay, a hard time click. wording that properly. Are you saying like uh, a co-ed group where if I posted, "Hey, I'm looking for a couple people to play with," and Yes. Or seeing something like where like men could be like, oh yeah, come with us type of a right, thing. Yeah, I just I find that's a in this day and age, unfortunately, it's something you have to you have to think about. I just find it yeah. it might be a little difficult. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that I have I mean, not on Facebook because I don't I'm not in any of those groups, but um yeah, I've come across it on like Instagram where um I'm often invited to go golf, which I mean People are friendly. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I think I just want to golf with women, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just trying. Oh to yeah. That's, that. yeah. That's what I'm getting at because it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to judge yeah. the situation and, and it's, for sure. it's, you don't know who you're going to meet. I mean, you just have to be careful. It's like going on a date. I mean, you're going to be golfing with someone for how long, like you don't want to give any like of the wrong expectations or the wrong vibe you just have to be right how many give me putts you have to give in a round i get i get it (laughs) (laughs) all the time yeah Uh, you gotta leave the law (laughs) but um you know you could do a public group and then just filter out like you know this is a women's group and so there there is some of that here in indiana i've seen far as women's golf groups it's it's not growing as fast as i thought but yeah. What is your favorite course in Michigan that you just, even if it's not the best, but it's just like your favorite place to play because you feel at home there, you're comfortable, you you know the layout, you know how the greens roll now. Oh, this is hard because I want to say my home course because I always play, like I know the course very well in and out, but oh, either Thousand Oaks Makatawa Legends or Champion Hill um up north. Oh my god, I could I could keep going, but you said one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. I was just kind of curious because we do go up to northern Michigan. Uh, we did a new Buffalo trip, but we've also done like Traverse City and gone up there, and that was really beautiful in the summertime. And just have you Michigan- gone to Boyne? I have I have not personally no. Um, I highly highly recommend Boyne and the Boyne courses. It's yeah. I I'm kind of mad at myself I didn't put one of those on my list, but I mean those courses are absolutely phenomenal. Um, the Monument that course is so challenging. The elevation is beautiful. It's it's a very hard course, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, that was kind of like our uh, at Harbor Shores, Steve. Like we just got beat up. But it was beautiful because you're right on Lake Michigan. Yes. It hurts less when the scenery is really nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we found that out in Palm Springs. 
Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet that was fun. Oh, I could send you some you pictures. Have to go. It's unreal. You have oh to go. Oh my gosh. If you haven't been, go out there January, February. It's warm. Um it's beautiful. The courses they treat you like you're a member out there. Um it's great. So I guess that takes on. So in 2024, do you have any golf destinations that you're like, I'm going here. It's going to happen. This vacation is going to be awesome. So I definitely am going back up North. I mean, Northern Michigan, we have so many beautiful golf courses and I've, I've only scratched the surface. Um, I definitely want to play Arcadia bluffs. I, have only heard like the most beautiful, like best things about Arcadia. And I have to experience it. Don't care how much it is. I have to do it. Yes. <laughs> I we're cannot wait. <laughs> we what was that? I said, we're with you. We de- I definitely want to go up there and play that for sure. Oh, it looks unreal. It looks like it's out of like a, a movie. It is. It's like the Midwest version of Pebble Beach. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. I can't even think about it because it's February, but <laughs> yeah, definitely Arcadia. Um, and I guess, yeah, as of right now, that's the only one that I am 100% certain on. I know in the future, I definitely want to get down to Pinehurst. That is definitely going to be a must for me. Any North Carolina in general is somewhere where I would love to golf, um, especially Colorado, Utah. Those are all on my radar. Um, but like I said, Michigan, you have so many beautiful courses and I've only scratched like the, the surface surface. So want to explore my state more and then hopefully get down to North Carolina. I have had the privilege of playing Pinehurst number two, and I can tell you right now, you will not regret it. But another one you might want to check out is, uh, go over there and play, uh, uh, at Big Cedar Lodge. Okay. We played the Tiger Woods course. We played, well, we played all the courses there basically. And it's one of those places like you're probably used to, you're blessed with very beautiful golf courses up there, but it is almost hard to fathom when you're up at that clubhouse and you're looking over that property of how high you are in the air and what they had to do to build these courses. It, okay. it, it is it's remarkable it's it's like when we were playing in palm springs you you get lost in the fact that you are staring at mountains you know you're you're hitting yeah. at a hole and behind it is a whole just a mountain range right behind you this you just get lost in all the scenery you know that one course and and big cedar lodge there's actually buffalo right next to the fairway um, really yeah it was uh it was up there. I mean, it's 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 not the best place I've ever played um, the courses, but they are really remarkable. So if yeah, you get I'm looking at it now. It looks dude, it looks gorgeous. It's 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 pretty amazing that that if you've ever watched the video where you drive up on the Tiger Woods course and you drive up the side of that mountain. If you have you seen the 19 hole, the 19th hole? No, I have not. You have to, to watch a movie. No, it's, gotta, it's yeah, a short video, it. but there's a okay. you, you drive up a cliff to get out of there, and I mean it. And you drive through a cave, and it's like a mile and a half trek back up the side of this mountain, basically back to the clubhouse. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah words words don't do it justice. It's one of those like yeah, you, you can't, can't talk the video of it. It 
really doesn't get to the like all like i was just in awe and the cool thing about that is if you get like a, a nice group to go you get to sit up on top of this like basically a mountain and look down at this island green in the middle of the water and like cheer on all your friends or boo them when if they miss the green or whatever yeah for a really good group trip that's so fun wow yeah. i love the the courses that give you that that journey either to the course or back to the clubhouse. I think that just is such a nice touch and it just gives it that like X factor. Oh yeah. It's, That's so cool. It's definitely something I think if, I mean, it's just something you, I, I would recommend experiencing. I mean, but now going down to Pinehurst and if you go down to, to Hilton head, oh mm -hmm. man, there, I mean, you can't, it's hard to beat golf in the United States. I mean, there's just oh, yeah. so many beautiful courses. It's like, it's impossible to think that you could get to them all. Me and John had the privilege last year of playing Valhalla over in Louisville where they're getting ready to have the PGA championship. And I, I was really lucky that I got to ride in the cart with this guy that has been a member there since it was dirt before they built the course. Wow. Oh no, that's not that's the best. Cool. He hit on a, on his birthday trip. They hit almost every major course up the East Coast. He's played at Augusta, and he spent the night at Augusta. Yeah, he's played there twice. Played he all played the at Augusta? Who does this guy know? He blew my mind how many places he's played. And, and wow. I, I was like, I know you're an older gentleman, but I'm thinking about kicking you out of this cart at high speed. <laughs> no, you have to befriend him. So he brings you to Augusta. <laughs> well, but here, and, but at the same time, here we are playing Valhalla with this guy where he's a member. I mean, it's, and, and that's a, that is a gorgeous golf course in itself. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome though. I mean, what a life to live. Jeez. That's so cool. Oh, he told me his whole story, uh, you know, how his, his father had left and his mother raised him and he started all these companies and you can ask john this guy could just pick up anything and start a business i mean he had god knows how many business he's just one of those people that just you know lemons and lemonade you know what i mean he was just one yeah. of those so caitlin what what if what if anything would you want people to know about you other than the stuff you post on your your social media <laughs> is there is there anything that you that you know that special that you do that it's you know what i mean that's that's outside of golf that you'd like to share with our listeners yeah i mean i feel like i i try to be you know as transparent as possible um on my social media i don't know if i post about it as much as i should but i am on the board for the bissell pet foundation so I do some work with them and basically what we do is we're, we, we're a group of, you know, professionals and we serve on this board, but the Bissell Pet Foundation, we do so much work for animals and shelters and, you know, the shelter problem is, is astronomical right now. So mm -hmm. I just encourage everyone to adopt any animal. It doesn't matter if it's a goat, <laughs> but especially dogs and cats right now. I mean, Every shelter across the nation is overwhelmed and they're overcrowded and the shelter employees are overworked. And when you adopt a dog, you save two dogs lives. And 
I could go on my, on my soapbox about this forever, but it really is important. And it's something I'm also just as passionate about. So I just encourage everyone to adopt or foster. And, and if you can't, I encourage you to just advocate for it because they need, they need a lot, a lot of help. And it's a huge problem that we're dealing with right now. Is hundred percent. Yeah. Me and me and John are both, uh, both pet owners. We both have dogs. I, I love pets. So is, is that in your, uh, is that in your link tree perhaps the link? I do that? have a link. Yep. Um, for anyone to donate. So you can check that out if you want. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a donation link, but I really should be posting more about, you know, adopting and all the work that we do. Cause there's a lot and it deserves the attention. So yeah, I, I just try to keep it strictly for the most part golf related, but it is a huge part of my life and it is a huge part of me. Um, so yeah. Well, well that's just, something I think Steve and I can get on board with since I was a foster parent uh, for Indiana Bulldog Rescue for well, five awesome. years. Um, we like to raise money for nonprofits. I think that's, we try to get, you know, kids into golf. We try to get people into golf and we try to raise uh, money for nonprofit organizations through the events that we host. So maybe Steve, that's something that we can do in one of our upcoming events is we would have another uh, nonprofit that we can advocate for and hopefully raise some money he's on. Yeah. And I, I, I was just curious cause I just want to add that link uh, in the show notes and uh, oh. make sure that's up on our social media. Cause that, that we're all about that stuff. We don't, you know, we, uh, we say on this show, we clap for others. So we like to, uh, we, we make sure we support and stuff like that is, is a major part of things we want to do with a platform that we're trying to build. And uh, we definitely applaud you for doing things like that because it's not easy. It's not very fruitful, but uh, right. in selfish ways, it feels really good. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you do that stuff, it, it feels better than what you're ever, you know, monetarily could get out of it, I should say. Right. Yeah. It's fruitful in the, in the way that, you know, you're doing something good and you're doing it for, you know, I guess it's not people, but you're doing it for creatures who don't have a voice. And if I can have the voice for them, then that's my role. Awesome. Well, Caitlin, we're, we're uh, really respectful of your time and we really appreciate you coming on. Um, if there's anything um, we can ever do, if you, if you do want to push into doing a, a women's event, and uh, we can do anything to assist with that, uh, whether it be have you come on again. And uh, I'm big on pushing things through social media all over the place. I'm kind of annoying. Um, I would be <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> I would be more. We would be more than happy uh, to help you to try to uh, do anything we could to help out with that because we do think that's a major missing portion in golf and. Like I said, we're all about supporting things like that. And we want to see everybody out on the golf course. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I seriously appreciate it so much. And thank you for inviting me on here. It was so awesome to chat with you both. And thank you for allowing me to, you know, shed some light on some important topics in golf. It's, it's appreciated because, you know, without the both of you having the platform that you do, then I can't talk about, you know, the things that I want to do for women in golf. So 
again, I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope we can stay in touch. We will. We will. We'll definitely. Awesome. Anytime you want to come back on, just let us know. Or like I said, anything you can do. Um, So, John, you got anything before I close this out, bud? No, I, uh, you know, wish you best of luck in your golf journey. I hope you can meet whatever goals that you want to break this year. And uh, like Steve said, if you get a golf outing, if we can help get some sponsors or raise awareness or help out putting something together. We're getting pretty good at putting golf events together. So anything we can do to help. Awesome. Uh, if you guys ever need course recommendations, if you and a group uh, want to come down here, we can definitely shed some light on some awesome places to go around the greater Indianapolis area, basically the whole state. And uh, yeah, keep on posting. So we're excited to watch your journey. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if I ever make it down there to golf, which I'm sure I will, I will definitely be hitting the both of you up. (laughs) We'd enjoy it. It'd be a good time. Well, everybody, it's been another great episode of Two Dudes in One Car. Make sure you get on Instagram, you look in the show notes, you track down Caitlin Kane Golf, you follow her, you like everything she does, do everything she needs, subscribe, follow, do all the good stuff. She's a great lady. We had a pleasure of having her on the show. And we look forward to talking to her again. You guys have a wonderful evening.